First impressions aren't the most important thing. They're the only thing. At Ernie's Print Shop, we'll produce what you need to represent your company professionally. Right now, you can get 1,000 full-color business cards, 1,000 4x6 postcards, or 3x5 banner for just $60. You choose. Check us out at Ernie'sPrintShop.com. Ernie's Print Shop. Over 50 years, one source, one solution. Ernie'sPrintShop.com. 502-969-8585. Being a victim of crime is no joke, but you do have options that can help you avoid becoming a victim. I'm Ed Springston of the My View Matters Radio Show, and on behalf of myself and co-host Ed Martin, I urge each of you to help us fight against crime. You can do your part by calling Crime Stoppers at 582 Clue. Since 1982, Crime Stoppers has helped get over 23,000 criminals off the street with your help. Working together, we can make a difference to take our streets back. Please call Crime Stoppers at 582-CLUE, or you can visit them online at www.582clue.com. Remember, Crime Stoppers always offers up to a $1,000 reward. Get involved and help make a positive change in your neighborhood. Thanks. Advertisers, here's a great way to reach a quality audience. Get heard on My View Matters and make some noise in the marketplace. Email myviewmatters at aol.com for advertising opportunities. Make a sound investment. So, I want you to get up now. I want all of you to get up out of your chairs. I want you to get up right now and go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell, I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore! Ladies and gentlemen, yes, welcome once again to the Ed Springston Show, brought to you by the MVM Radio Network, home of edspringston.com. You can go for all the latest stories, podcasts, whatever we've got going. While you are at edspringston.com, I would ask that you please do a few things. First and foremost, like the thousands of people before you, please join the email newsletter. We'll try to send you updates on a weekly or a monthly basis, your choice. Secondly, please join the RSS feed, and we'll make sure podcasts get delivered to your inbox as well. And finally, donate, donate, donate. Yes, we can always use your help. We have a nice handy-dandy PayPal button on link at the edsprings.com address. kind of helps us pay for all the bills, so we appreciate it when you can help us out. In the meantime, call in number is always 858-683-1326. You can also join us in the live chat. And for those of you who listen live, don't forget to hit that number one on your dial pad, and we'll try to get you on there as soon as possible. Um, and I can also be reached through Messenger on Facebook at Ed Springston. So have a lot of ways to get a hold of us anytime you want. Believe me, it stays pretty busy when we're going down that road. But a new week, a new day, a new Supreme Court justice. I tell you what, um, you know, with all of that being said, we'll get to that. Mr. Ed Martin, how are you, sir? Oh, all right, Mr. Springston. Just, uh, you know, another Monday. <laughs> that's, a, that's about all it is, like I say. Another Monday and another day in the books. Uh, what I said the other day, I absolutely meant. <laughs> when, when the vote was going down, I was like, I'm going up to the barn and shovel some horse crap. <laughs> y'all, y'all have your meltdown without me. Oh. <laughs> uh. Hello, you there?
Hello, Ed Martin. Hey, Martin, hi. Hey, listen, yeah. we seem Hello. to be having... Yeah, I, I think Ed Springston's having some uh, technical difficulties here. So uh, why don't you go ahead and opine about the topic du jour, okay? Okay. What, are we are we live now already? Well, can, yeah, can, you, guys hear, can you guys hear me now? There we go. We can hear you now. Man, there I, you are. You know what's fasc- <laughs> it's fascinating? I mentioned Judge Kavanaugh, and I'm the one who gets lost on Blog Talk. Imagine that. This is the first time we've run into this kind of a situation. I'm serious. This isn't the first time we've run into this kind of a situation. Um, what I was saying, we'll get right into it. Paul, thank you so much. I'm glad you guys could hear each other. I could hear you fine. I don't know why you couldn't hear me. What I was saying was, you know, I quit drinking. I haven't drank in many years. I very rarely drink. haven't been a heavy drinker since I was in my 20s. And, uh, you know, I quit drinking altogether two years ago. Uh, when I found out I, I was diagnosed with diabetes, that was that was the first thing I gave up. So it was really interesting Saturday because I went out and had my first beer in quite some time to toast new Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh. So while you were shoveling shit in a barn, I was drinking a Bud Light and enjoying every drink of it. Uh, <laughs> Paul, Paul, Ed, Paul, I'm going to leave your mic open throughout the show. Both of you guys, I mean, truly, what was your what was your feeling? Uh, when this vote was finally official on Saturday, was it the right thing to do, wrong thing to do, or what? Let's start with you, Ed. We'll move to Paul in just a second. Uh, well, I, I think it was the right thing to do. Uh, I'm not sure, you know, in the big picture, I'm not sure he was the best candidate for the job. Maybe he'll prove himself to be. Of course, we never know that, now do we? Because, uh, you know, sometimes you don't know which way a justice is going to go. I mean, Roberts. Right. Uh, okay, okay, Obamacare. You know, he, he basically put it through instead of stands as a fact. So, you never know. I, I, you know, in these situations, I, I sometimes think they need to rewrite the Constitution. I don't think we need lifetime appointments to the Supreme Court. I think it ought to be every thirteen years or something, and you know, it change you out. So it's an odd year doesn't match up with election years very well. But aside from that, I, I mean, he's smart. Uh, I, I really want to think he's a good guy, and I and I hope he I hope he's very judicious, and I hope he's he's constitutional. But I you know, also hope he's 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 compassionate. I, I hope he's a good justice. I think he did the right thing as much as anything because I think had they <clears throat> simply caved into this uh, this guilty this guilty before before you know any sufficient evidence to prove guilt, you know. Where an accusation is guilt, which is what you got with the Salem witch trials, uh, I think that would have been worse. Like I said, Kavanaugh, not the greatest appointment we've ever made on the Supreme Court, and it's definitely one of the ugliest, but I think it would have been worse. Like I said, had the Republicans and everybody caved in and basically allowed a pure, uncooperated uh, allegation. At the last minute, you know, because Feinstein, we all know how I feel about her, it decided to play it for political, you know, for its, its highest political impact. I, I think, I think on that alone, I think it was probably the right vote because we simply we can't get to a place in this country where we we derail things and we ruin lives and we do all this based on an accusation that up to this point has not been substantiated by the first person. Well, I agree with that. It's totally unfounded. Paul, go ahead. Then I'll weigh in. Legally speaking, it's the right thing to do. Okay. Politically speaking, the Republicans think it's the right thing to do. The Democrats think it's the wrong thing to do. Uh, I'm anxious to see what's going to happen next month. And as far as the American people are going to weigh in to some degree on these midterm elections, um, I actually believe McConnell when he says it's energized the Republican base, okay? But I also believe some of these leading Democrats who said that their base has gotten energized as well. I'm, while, while I think that the Democrats might be saying that just to be saying that, I want to see if it materializes. The Democrats are, are backpedaling in a lot of areas these days. They are. Ever since Trump got elected, who, remember, Trump was never supposed to have been elected, never, um, 
the Democrats have not been faring particularly well. And Springston, you and I kind of had this these ongoing discussions about whether or not the midterms are going to go uh, the way of history, which you believe they will, or is this actually going to create a mini red wave? Uh, I'm of the opinion that I think we're going to actually get a mini red wave. I really do. I believe in the yeah, the, the second. The American people's sense of fair play was assaulted by the Democrats. Sense of fair play just was not even part of the Democrats' torture. And and I heard a national news story tonight called it torture. I think that's a good description of what happened to Kavanaugh and his family. He was tortured with no proof, no corroboration. He was, as Martin uh, adroitly pointed out, he was guilty, and he was supposed to prove his innocence, which is 100% contrary to the American values, 100% contrary. So, Well, I, yeah. I totally agree with so, that. Here, here's the well, thing for me. I was, was going to hop in. Go ahead. But, you know, one of the things, I do, think, I do think one of the factors, you know, it could be a huge factor. We don't know if it's happening yet or not, but – you know, this FBI investigation didn't turn anything up against Kavanaugh, didn't corroborate any of the stories. But, of course, with Grassley and others, you, think, you know, you read about it, you don't know if it's true. But if the Republicans turn the FBI loose on the Democrats, uh, namely Feinstein and, and whomever might have been behind the story, if they think it's there, if they find out there was some sort of collusion, some sort of coaching, some sort of prodding, some sort of attempt to influence witnesses to corroborate the story, uh, midterms are over. The Republicans will destroy them. And, I, and you know, like I said, we haven't seen anything definitive on it yet, but if the Republicans take that route and they start uncovering emails on Feinstein's computer, you know, or whatever, and it doesn't, it doesn't fit the narrative that we were given – game over. Uh, the Democrats will be railroaded. Well, I tell you, it's interesting to me because here's the deal for me. Um, I don't think there was ever anything in any of the claims that were brought against Fred Kavanaugh that added up to anything. They were all garbage. I think it was all by design. I think there was collusion between Diane Feinstein, Lisa Banks, and Deborah Katz, and Christine Ford. Um, I, I was very honest about that last Monday. I continue to see that way now. And it's very interesting because now that Brett Kavanaugh has been confirmed, uh, you know, the House Republicans announced, a couple of Democrats in the House Republicans are now saying that if they get control in November, they're going to go and immediately launch an investigation into Brett Kavanaugh and have him impeached. Once again, all right, the burden of proof is on the accuser, not the accused. You know, that is our system in America, and it's worked pretty damn good for a very long time. So they have, they, they have proven that they're going to continue to try to bully, intimidate, harass, and, and abuse the law to get their way. They're whiny-ass titty babies. Here's the thing for me. Lisa Katz, Lisa Katz was asked after this was over on Saturday if Christine Ford was going to ask for Brett Kavanaugh's impeachment or was going to do anything as far as charges against Kavanaugh. And her own attorney said, no, as far as we're concerned, this is over. She will not do anything else. And they asked if they wanted Brett Kavanaugh impeached from the Supreme Court, and her attorneys immediately said, no, they don't want him impeached from the Supreme Court. Now, for me, all right, I, I get what people think about me sometimes, but for me, that's a huge red flag. Yeah. And i tell you what it means. i tell you what it means to me. It means they do not want a real criminal investigation done, because if they have a real criminal investigation, everybody's going down, including Cash and Banks, the attorneys, Diane Feinstein, Chuck Schumer, Monica McLean, the retired FBI agent who's a personal friend of Christine Forge, who helped set all of this up, all right, all of these people that have been lying and working in collusion with each other are going down. So they are definitely trying to get this thing to drop immediately. Diane Feinstein has been suspiciously quiet, and so has Schumer since the vote. All right, all of this now is let's just let this thing blow over, which brings me to this, and then we're going to bring Mayo in, which brings me to this. You just said something about an investigation and everything else. Here's the thing for me. The Republicans have to demand this, authorize it, and go for it right now. 
lot of people think I'm nuts. They need to wait till after the midterms to see if they retain power. The problem is, if you wait till after midterms, what if they do lose to the Democrats? This gets shuffled under the rug, just like Hillary Clinton, Bill Clinton, and everybody else involved in, in all of the crap that they've done with this Russian collusion garbage. Every one of these people get away with felony behavior. All right, you can't let this drop now. You have to attack this now so that you can protect the real victims that come forward while you've got the power to do it. If you don't go after that right now, Mitch McConnell, you're an idiot. I'm serious about that. If they don't go after this right now before the midterm elections, what if they lose? Are they arrogant enough to think that they are actually going to keep their power? Because history tells us they won't. That's why I'm on the side of history of this. I'm not 100% on the side of history for the first time this year. I, I have doubts about history repeating itself, but that doesn't mean I'm going to bet against history right now. And I think that they have to go forward with it, and I think they have to do a complete investigation in this, and I think it's really easy to do. They've got emails between Monica McLean and Debbie Ramirez where Monica McLean was trying to get Ramirez to change her story to be more credible to support Dr. Ford. She was leaning on the witness. That's witness tampering, at minimum, from a retired FBI agent. The same thing applies with Katz and Banks working with Diane Feinstein to come up with this ruse. And all of these other idiots involved, Kamala Harris, Cory Booker, all of them, they all need to be investigated. Most importantly, Chuck Schumer and Diane Feinstein. I can't stress that enough. And it has to start now while they've got the power and authority to create it. And if the Democrats balk, let's see what happens in November. I've got to bring Mayo in. Mayo, you're on the air. How's it going tonight, guys? What, what gets me is, I mean, they had that information for how long, and they sat on it twenty yep. something days. At least six one weeks. Thing. So if they want, if they wanted an investigation, why didn't they get it then? Second thing is, if she had such a fear of flying, then how did she fly to what was it in August? Have a polygraph test done by like a ex FBI agent or CIA agent or something. <laughs> You know, where she was put under questioning to see how that would work. It was out. actually it you was know, actually an ex FBI agent that did the polygraph. There was no baseline questioning done to determine a baseline for her truth or not. She was put on the machine, she was asked two questions. Did you write this or do you believe what you wrote? That was it. That was all she was asked. Yeah. That is not a well, polygraph. I mean I'm I i do not even as I said last week, I don't really care about Ford that much, you know. I think I think, honestly, I think she's as much a victim of this as anything. I mean, if a powerful, powerful senator who shares an agenda with you starts coaching you and telling you how it's going to be, which I, Feinstein may have done, this is in the scene. I mean, I, I, think, uh, I, think Ford, I think Ford may have – she plays her role if, if she lies. Yeah. But I, th- I think she is as much a victim of coercion by somebody like Feinstein as anything. No, no. She was definitely. No, she was used. She was used, but she was a willing partner in this. You know, it yeah. wasn't. It wasn't like. It wasn't like she was inadvertently put up. She agreed to do this. All right. So you, I mean, I'm, I'm willing to cut her a little bit. Of slack. Say she was, you know, she was used when it started. All right, I'm willing to cut her a little bit of slack, but the reality is she followed through with this and went with the game, so she's as guilty as the rest of them. And they need to put all of them in jail. Go ahead. Just older, Bill. Go ahead. Uh, Listen, listen, this this Dr. Ford thing, this to me is, is nearly identical in the way it went down to the Cindy Sheehan situation of a few years ago where Cindy Sheehan was she volunteered to be used by the Democrat Party to to bash some Republicans at the time, and then as soon as her usefulness was over, they dumped her at the curb. And she she's actually somewhat anti-Democrat today because of the way she yeah. was treated. This this I agree with that. Ford, well, she was she was yeah. she was paraded around by the Democrats under Bush, and then when Obama did every bit as much warmongering and killing as Bush did. Uh, they completely ignored her. You're right. And she tried to use it. But it didn't work. <laughs> yeah, there's no doubt about it. But they didn't have a GoFundMe back then. completely ignored her. But they didn't have a GoFundMe back then. Christine Ford just got a million dollars on GoFundMe. If she was serious about her charges, why hasn't she went public and said she's going to give that money to abuse victim funds somewhere that's going to work with abused women? She put that money in her damn pocket. 
Christine Ford has proven to be a liar in every aspect of this. Mayo, I cut you off a second ago. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I, okay, I, I was enjoying listening to between the, you know, you all, but yeah, you all hit the points. If, if they seriously want justice done, then why did Feinstein or her office or whoever sit on this? Why were things kept shadowy? Why were, you know, all all of this done? It, it, you know, what they say to the camera is, goes directly against, you know, what they were wanting, what they say their, you know, what their actions were. That's what kills me and how other people can't see that. Even when you know some left-wing papers have even posted some of the same information, is beyond me. It just boggles my mind. Well, that's hey, the thing. I think it, it boggles any sane, rational person's mind. Go ahead, Paul. You know what else is 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 absolutely typical of this of the Democrats? Remember, the Democrats go around proclaiming how much they care about women and blast the Republicans. Right for their supposed non-caring attitude toward women's and women's issues. How come it's always the Democrats that end up using people like Christine Ford and Cindy Sheehan and then throws them to the curb? How is that caring about women? They care well, about that's it. only so far as that they can manipulate and use them to achieve sure. a political goal. Yep. That's it. Absolutely, and that's and that's the thing, is it? The media lets them get away with it. The media, yeah, they they they're complicit. You hear me say that all the time. The media, honestly, Cindy Sheehan was losing hell during the Barack Obama. The only the only place that covered it was like the alternative media, you know, the internet. It's like NBC wasn't gonna wasn't gonna cover Cindy Sheehan giving you know giving Barack Obama the business that she was giving George Bush. And and you know, and it's like all those those stories you know, and, and people like ourselves know about it. Well, you know, the, the low information voters did not know that Cindy, Cindy Sheehan was furious with Barack Obama. Well, I, I tell you something else too. Um, you know, Diane Feinstein swears up and down that her staff didn't leak anything. That's not true. It was reported back on September the twenty fourth, and I actually missed it then. It was reported back on September the 24th that, the, that one of her staffers did leak it. A woman by the name of uh, Heather Sweeney, I believe her name was, uh, was the one who leaked it. Who was the one who leaked all of this to the press? She's the one who put her out there. She would not have done that without Diane Feinstein's approval. So we've got to think about that as well, you know. And so there's all kinds of different things going on here, all kinds of dynamics, you know. And when we look at this. Uh, and everything else. I mean, really, truthfully, we have to start paying attention. Um, you know, I don't know how much more it's going to take, but I think that they'd be damn fools not to go ahead and move forward with this right now as we speak. Because if they wait until November and they lose, it's going to be over. And they're going to get away with this every single time. Let's bring in McAdam. Go ahead, sir. I'll tell you what. I just uh, I can't get over the fact that a couple of old white guys like you and Martin – want to jump all over uh, poor Dr. Ford, who who simply wanted to make sure that, that anybody that, that was going to be appointed to the highest court in the land, uh, that the people had a right to know that this well, guy was, uh, was a serious you know, molester. And an, and I'll a, be and honest, Ron. I'll be honest. I'm a more adept politician than you give me credit for at no point I'll be have I jumped on have I jumped on Doctor Ford? I have, and, and even to the, the to incredulous liberal friends of mine, they're like, "Oh, like you don't care." I have consistently said Doctor Ford has been used. Feinstein is evil. She used Ford, and I think and people can people can say what they want, willing participant, whatever. You know, when when the ranking Democrat in your state, when you know. However many terms she's been in there, all the power she's got, she's filthy stinking rich too. Leans on you to out your story and take one for the team. You don't. Christine, Christine Ford was positions a, of power. Uh, like that. 
and say, piss off. You know, people don't do no. that. Let's get, let's get something straight. The brave, the brave woman who came forward <laughs> and subjected herself to all of this ridicule. And now what you guys want to do is after you after a rigged FBI investigation, that didn't even, that didn't even, didn't even talk to her. Didn't even interview her. Didn't even interview her. Didn't interview the witnesses that, that would corroborate her. And now what you want to do is to prosecute her. You want to keep going after her. If if you if you all white guys have your way, no woman would ever come Let forward. Let me ask you something. You're the oldest white guy. You're the oldest white guy on this phone call right now. I know you on a personal daggone level. And I know you respect the law more than any fucking attorney in Louisville, Kentucky that I know. And I know a shitload of them. Now, tell the truth. If you were forced, if you were faced with taking Christine Ford's story into a courtroom with the kind of evidence that was proven in this case on a contingency basis, would you do it and expect to win based on the available evidence? Hell no. Now, be no, clear. No, no. Come on. And that's, that's not the question. We're not in a, we're not in a courtroom. That is the question. We're doing a job interview to see if this man is qualified to be an associate justice in the United States Supreme Court. And he's clearly not qualified because of his temperament. And a court of public opinion with zero evidence and zero credibility. Everything that she claims... Every person that yeah, you're rehashing it. Playing devil's advocate. You're rehashing. You're rehashing a done deal. It's done. He's right. the Supreme Court justice. Yes, we know there was character assassination <coughs> in both parts. It's time to move past that. See, that's a problem with politics. And everyone wants to argue about shit that's already done. People are still well, fighting the civil not, war. It's it's and not over with. It's it's not over with what? yet. Representative Nadler no. from New York, uh, if he gets to be the head of the of the. Uh, uh, Judiciary Committee in the House yeah. of Representatives, in other words, Whatever. as most people are predicting, the Democrats take over the House, then there will be an investigation, and we'll get Good. to the bottom of you it, and you guys Fine. are going to have awful red faces Fine. when you find so out what, what a pervert, what a pervert you have supported for the, for the Supreme Court. And you're going like to have a red face because your own client, your own client, Christine Ford, her attorneys went public Saturday. Christine Ford and her attorneys went public Saturday and said they do not want a hearing to impeach Brett Kavanaugh. They don't want anything That's done right. to Brett Kavanaugh. No. They've accepted that he's on a Supreme Court and let it go because they don't want yeah. the investigation. You know, you know it, and I. they have the investigation, well, they all go down. You don't know that. But the point is, she's saying that everybody should actually take her at her word. She doesn't want the investigation. Fine. You don't want somebody wants to investigate. I have little or no respect for most of Washington. I think they ought to investigate everybody all the time, 24-7, 365, and just turn the FBI loose on them. If they want to investigate Kavanaugh after, if they if they get in power to do it, let them. Give them broad powers like Mueller. And, hey, while you're at it, burrow into Feinstein's phones and computer records. Let's see what's in there. Burrow well, Mr. Martin, Mr. Burrow, Martin, I burrow said... into everything. Let's just let's said... go there. You know, that's the way I look at it. You want to go I there? sense a little inconsistency there. in your argument, Mr. Martin. Now you say we ought to take Christina Ford at her word, but ten minutes ago you were arguing that she was lying through her teeth. No. Now, no, now you can't have it. Actually, that was me. No, no, no. I, I got hang, hang on, on it. Hang on it. No, hang on. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Let's set the record straight here. Hold on, Ed. Hold on, Ed. Let me set the record straight here. Let's set the record straight here. I'm the one who said she was lying through her teeth. Martin has been sitting on the fence on this and, doing, and saying the right things. I'm the one who said she was lying through her teeth. Don't blame Martin for that one. You can blame me. Yeah. I take credit but, when I'm trying to make a that, I, didn't say, right? I didn't say we should take her to word. I think the rest of the country should grow up for now and just say, you know what, he's on the Supreme Court. You know, it's probably not the greatest idea that we should we should investigate and open up impeachment hearings. But you know what, if you think you've got game, bring it. Risk your risk your political career on it. Risk your party on it. But while we're at it, you know, and I still think it, do it all. Go after Feinstein's phone and computer records, emails, text, everything. Go after everything. Let's find everything out. I want to know everything. I want to know it once and for all. I'm convinced Feinstein is a ghoulish, vicious, evil woman. 
am convinced that she leaned on Christine Ford. Hey, has some recollection of that. You know, I, I'm not one to say she didn't, but I am convinced Feinstein did this. Feinstein ruined these two families for her political gain. You know, she thought she had. She thought she had it happen. She thought she timed it right. She thought she gauged the American public right. She thought she gauged the will of the Senate right. And she didn't. And, and now it's time listen, for her to pay Listen to yourself, Mr. Martin. You have arrived at these conclusions with absolutely no evidence. Nobody could as, as you have, As theory. you have with Dr. Ford. As you no, have with no, Dr. I Ford. To, I listened to her. I looked in her eyes, no. and I can tell you. No, you listened to her. That is not evidence. Actually, that is not evidence. Actually, actually. Tell actually, me what her evidence is. Early on. Give me one uh, shred of evidence. Well, let me just say, early on, a little trick I learned from Ed Springston a long time ago, I opened that little tirade with, I think. So, it's an opinion. It's my opinion. So, (laughs) there you go. Let me ask you something. I would take her in front of a jury and let her testify and let him come up and let let Kavanaugh come up and cry and say that he didn't do it uh-huh. and what a wonderful person he is and uh-huh. how this is all a democratic uh-huh. plot to What is your to, evidence? To, uh, what is your, give me one shred of evidence. I got one for you. Testi- testimonial evidence. It's that is not evidence. What shred of court. evidence that a crime occurred? Bullshit. You know yes, better than that. Go ahead, testimony. Mayo. Her Go ahead, Mayo. Is, well, I just going to say, if he is such a predator... If Kavanaugh's supposedly so bad and such a predator, then how come he's like one of the only circuit court judges and now Supreme Court judge? And what he did Saturday was he has all female law clerks, and he has as a circuit court judge and prior because he's trying to get you know, more women into law. Yeah, he likes he likes. So how come not a single one of them has come forward to testify? Oh, he groped me in the office or leaned against me at the water cooler or anything. Well, they actually went the opposite way. They all testified for the guy. When you get there, take take a beer in the office and they have a little party. You'll you'll be hearing some of them. Yeah, 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 whatever. You both had You're trying to get me riled up and working, but here's the thing. He's trying to buy. Doesn't he, doesn't he coach a, doesn't he coach a little girls' basketball team? <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, he's not a pervert. So you're but telling you know, me he's a pedophile? Wait a minute, Ed. Wait a minute, Ed. Hang on, Ed. You want to tell me that this guy has two daughters and he coaches their basketball team? That makes him a pervert for coaching his own daughter's basketball team? He likes Are you to serious? hang around young girls. He like He's just like Are Joe you Biden. Serious? He likes to hug them. Oh, he likes to hug them. <laughs> You've actually you gone way too far this time. Right now. You know, I know he's having him, fun, but that's way too far. Some, but our audience, you know, we'll have, we'll have some of the liberals out there. We actually have liberals who listen to this show, and they're sitting there eating every bit of this up. Well, that's not true <laughs> at all, all right? That's not true yeah. at all. Okay. I have let's been three different women. Three different women have come forward and said that that he is 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 a sexual predator. Three different thank you. women. Oh, thank you. I appreciate you saying that. I appreciate you saying that. So let's go down the list with these three women. All right, Layla Tizer, her friend since no, high school. Please, no, ever, no, no, no. Now she ever been no, at any party stop. or knew anything about this. It's Debbie Ramirez. It's Debbie over. Ramirez it's said over. she didn't know whether Brett Kavanaugh or not. Julie Schmidt already been proven to be alive. Here we are, United States of America. Here we are, United States of America. It's done. He's appointed. Let's keep fucking Thanks. arguing about the whole goddamn thing. It's done. <laughs> oh, really? It's done. So here's Leave the these thing. women so here's be. The thing. Leave these women so be. The stories are uncollateral. They're damn fantastic. You know, I agree with the, you. the closest thing you got, yeah, the closest thing you got is if he is a serial rapist, if he's a serial gang rapist, the toughest thing, and I did pay attention in my psych courses, the toughest, most impo- almost impossible thing for him to do is stop. He can't stop. Well, here's especially the thing. As he gets more, especially as he accrues more power as a circuit court. To, he, they don't stop. So the question that's is this, Ed, I agree with you. Did it, if he did it, if that's what he's made up, he will continue to do it. Bill Clinton couldn't stop. He's in the Oval Office, and he couldn't stop. <laughs> I love it when Mark gets fired up. Makes my job so easy. Here's the question. Here's the question. All right. Should they have an investigation at this time? 
Should the, should the FBI go ahead and investigate this entire situation? We found out there's been a lot of lies that have been proven to be lies by their own witnesses. We have found out that there has been collusion between Diane Feinstein and Christine Ford. Diane Feinstein got Christine Ford, the attorneys. All right. Christine Ford went through and scrubbed all her social media accounts a couple of days before she sent this letter to Diane Feinstein. All right. All of these different things are adding up. All of these different things are adding up to something smells. Now, if it's Brett Kavanaugh that smells, fine. If it's Christine Ford that smells, fine. But should the FBI go ahead and investigate yes. every event surrounding this so that Absolutely. we can get to the truth? Absolutely. They should. Something was wrong. This was a national embarrassment, and, uh, and it was conducted beyond poorly, almost to the point, in my opinion, in my opinion, to the point of almost being criminally criminally managed. So, yes, well, yes, we should go it, through. We should go through I and think, see. I think if the FBI did, did can get did some... Anybody, did anybody tamper with a witness? Did anybody try to influence a witness that, was gonna, that, that might have been called before Congress? Hell yes. That I, needs to I think if the FBI gets some credible information that Kavanaugh took one of these girls from Maryland into the District of Columbia, that's crossing a state line, and that makes it a violation of the Mann Act, and I think there's a federal jurisdiction on that. And I don't care if he was 17 years old or 21 or however old he was at the time. It's still a serious crime, and to put him on the highest court of the land is an insult to women. And, and if, I'm so do you to think there should be an investigation? Daughters. Would you want Kavanaugh to drive one of your daughters home from a soccer game? I ask you. Absolutely, absolutely. Would you think so? So, so you, do you believe there should be a full of FBI investigation into all the events surrounding all of this, so we can get a full accounting yes. of timelines and things that went on, Mr. McAdam? Would you agree to that? Absolutely. Well, see, there you go. We're on the same page because that's all we're asking for. You can disagree yeah, with my stance, and I can disagree with yours. I'm talking, that's the talking about not, not reinvestigating the the fines, you know, the allegations made from 30 years ago. We're talking about the crap that just went on a week ago. Absolutely. Investigate absolutely. that. Yes, absolutely. If he Investigate lied under oath, very if he lied under oath to the Senate committee, he can be to the Senate, the he can Senate be Judiciary Committee, not only can he be impeached, but he can be prosecuted criminally because he did that before he was sworn of in course. as a judge. Of well, course. And obviously he lied about his drinking habits. He lied about what poofing means. How, how did he lie? Uh, I'm, I'm going I'm to indulge you for, on this particular question. How did he lie about his drinking habits? Well, he was obviously drunk all the time. He had, other people have come forward. His roommate, his roommate in but, college but came said, forward and well, said he, he was a mean drunk. He was drunk but you all also, the time. But you, also know that, but you also know that his roommate, his roommate and him had a personal history, all right, that they didn't like each other. So you can do the he said, she said on that. But as far as him saying well, that, 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 that he but he admitted under oath in front of the Senate, he admitted under oath in front of the Senate that he did drink underage, that he did drink to excess, that he did go home and pass out. The only thing he never did was blackout. So he did admit to excessive drinking in high school. So how is that not admitting that he drank? <laughs> he still drinks. He still likes beer. He's an alcoholic. He said he he's does. A, he's a, he's you, a functioning you're an alcoholic. alcoholic. Likes and beer. and we don't need him drunk you? on the Supreme Court bench. You drink Woodford, don't you? Well, actually, actually, as a matter of clinically speaking, <laughs> liking alcohol does not make you an alcoholic. Needing it makes you an alcoholic. And at no point did he say, I need alcohol. So. I'm sorry, Mr. McAdams. But I thought all lawyers and oh, judges were alcoholic because they needed jury, it to wash away their the guilt. Jury please dis- will the jury please <laughs> disregard Mr. McAdams' last comments? Thank you. I, I'm just saying, you know, so, so all this is speculation. <laughs> all this is speculation. He admitted exactly. to drinking in excess on occasion. I've drank in excess on occasion, although I choose not to drink now for health reasons. But I've drank in excess on, on occasion. We don't want you on the Supreme Court bench either, <laughs> Trust me, you don't want me on the Supreme Court anyway, whether I drink or not. Sober or That's drunk, right. you really don't want me on the Supreme Court. <laughs> but I will fix a lot of things in this country, okay? But but seriously, though, just because you admit you like beer or you like whiskey, I mean, you like Woodford, don't you? So that doesn't make you an alcoholic, although I've been with you. I don't know about that. But, you know, that doesn't make lips, you an lips alcoholic. That, lips that touch liquor <laughs> will never touch mine. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So the point is, we can all agree that we need an FBI investigation into this whole fiasco. This whole fiasco started long before yeah. the Senate confirmation hearings. This fiasco started in mid-July. All right, we have documentation and emails and text that prove that. They haven't been released. They've been reported on, but they have not been released. All right, they have not been released because the Senate doesn't have the authority to release it. This is FBI stuff. They have to be the ones that the executive branch has to give them permission to release it. So that's what we've got to look at. So we need to do two things. We need to urge Trump to release the records. He's the executive branch, and we need to urge the FBI to do a full-scale investigation into this entire fiasco. Hey, if it comes back against Kavanaugh, more power to him. <clears throat> really, seriously, I'm a Kavanaugh fan. But I also accept reality. You guys know I could give a shit less about your political leanings. If you're dirty, take them out. I don't care who it is, yeah. including Mitch McConnell. I've and said I, that many times. And, and, that's, and that's why I think they need to do it, because this was a national embarrassment. Uh, it, was, it really was. And it doesn't need to happen again. And if we find out that, that somebody was uh, working witnesses, working people on the side for political gain, then they need to be drawn and you know, they need to be killed. They need to be they need to be brought up on charges uh, so that it sends a clear message. And you know, usually we think about the police sending a clear message to the street criminals. We need to do it to send a clear message to the senators, our damn senators that can't conduct. A simple, you know, a, a, not a simple hearing, but a civil hearing for a Supreme Court justice. We need the FBI to step in and basically send a message that if this crap happens again, don't worry. We're going to come and take your computers. And if we find out you were playing this and you were, you were, you were working the system and gaming the system, it will be made public. Need to well, here's that. the thing for me. You're right. We need to hold all of these people accountable. But the one thing that everybody wants to, to sit here and not really pay much attention to, and they really don't want to argue the point, the, the, the Senate is fucked up. We know that. The way this thing oh, is handled yeah. is always, it's been a total national disgrace. I agree with that. But the real tragedy in this whole situation is real women who have been abused, assaulted, raped, and worse, all right, have lost because of this. It's going to be awful hard for a real woman to come forward and be believed because of this farce, and that's what has been happened here. The Democrats created this farce at the expense of real victims. That's what disturbs me more than anything. I said on the show last week, I've been a victim of sexual assault. I have people close to me, including family members, who have been raped and beat and some horrific things I'll never be able to talk about. Because every time I talk about them, I still want to go kill the son of a bitch. All right? That's just the way it is. Okay? I'm very familiar with this. So if we need to have a full FBI investigation to clear the air on this, I think it benefits America, but it yep. also benefits the real victims. Because this is going to send another thing, too. People aren't talking about fake rape victims. These are women who go out in the middle of custody battles, go out in the middle of divorces, go out in the middle of boyfriend-girlfriend crap and make up false charges. Depending on which report you look at, as few as 18% and as much as 40% of all rape claims are false claims. Anywhere between 18 and 40%, it depends on who, who, who you want to look at, there really is no consistency in the reporting. But the lowest end I'm looking at is 18%. And the highest end I'm looking at is 40% based on looking at different reports today. That means that almost one in five or as many as two in five women make up false claims. So if Christine Ford is guilty of making up false claims, then perhaps, perhaps we can eliminate those. So when the real victims come forward, it'll be easier to believe their story. Paul, go ahead. You just brought up a really good point, Ed, and that is at one time in our society, women's claims of being raped were not pursued very aggressively by the authorities because they, it, it, most of those authorities were boys, by the way, uh, because they basically blew it off as a he said, she said kind of thing. Okay. Sure. Now with, with women uh, gaining a greater voice and gaining more traction when, uh, when it comes to voicing con their concerns, my question to you is, have we gone too far <laughs> in the other direction? 
of that is giving credence without increasing, if you will, the level of proof needed. Have we done? Have we swung too far in the other direction? I, you know, that's, well, that's a good question. I, I think I think that's another reason for an investigation because I think if I think we have, and I think it is completely by design by by evil people like Diane Feinstein. I think he, he saw an opportunity, uh, juiced it probably for more than it was worth, or not. You know, we. That's why we need a more, possibly more investigation going forward. But I would just love to know if Feinstein looked at it and says, okay, well, there's not a lot there, but let's push it. You know, let's let's parade it a little bit, we, at which point I agree with everybody. They're, they're doing a huge disservice to any actual victims by, by parading it, you know, and not going through the proper channels. So, you know, it, I, I think well, I mean, we let's... have gone too far. We have gone too far, but it's by design. I think society... I don't think that you and me and you know anybody on this call of society. I don't think we've gone too far. I think we 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 would we would honor and and respect a, a reasonable level of proof. You know, hearsay. We would take it seriously. I think, like I said, I think it's the fine signs of the world that have just so grossly overplayed and poorly played this hand that have caused it to give the very outward appearance of. Having gone way too far to the other side right now. The thing is that the thing is, here's another argument with this as well. All right, I mean, let let's look at history here. Okay, the Democrats are screaming now. Now, now they're backtracking, saying that that they should not have to have a Supreme Court justice in a non-presidential year appointed until after the midterms, and they're using Mitch McConnell from from a couple of years ago with Barack Obama in his last year. Traditionally. And this goes all the way back to the 1800s was the last time, seriously, back to the 1800s was the last time that a Supreme Court justice was ever put up during a presidential year. All right? Joe Biden himself, uh, Chuck E. Schumer, all these other guys are out there screaming now, refused to let Republicans, or they refused to put anybody up for Supreme Court during a presidential election year when, when the Senate and the House had opposite parties. We've had this happen many times. They've given speeches on this stuff. So, I mean, you know, they can't use that as an argument because precedent says that, you know, during a presidential year, not midterms. All right, that's a big difference. And when we look at the Democrats, all right, now I'm going to sound really partisan here, and I really don't care because it's the truth, but when we look at the Democrats here, well, let's face facts, all right? Democrats have been accused of this shit constantly. Ted Kennedy was notorious for being a womanizer. Let's forget about Chappaquiddick for a minute. Notorious for being a womanizer and doing this stuff. Bill Clinton, nobody believed his people. You know, we had evidence from a couple of them, real evidence. Nobody wanted to believe them. Remember the bimbo squad, as Hillary Clinton put it? Now all of a sudden she's saying every woman has a right to be believed. She put out the hits on these women to shut them up. Paula Jones got paid $850,000, okay? Chuck Schumer sitting here playing his silly-ass game. Chuck Schumer was accused of having sex with a 16-year-old friend of his daughter who committed suicide right after, conveniently committed suicide, I might add, all right, because I don't know if it was suicide or not. You don't know anymore. But she disappeared, so, so we have no way to verify the claim at all, all right? And then last December, December 2017, Chuck Schumer had sex harassment by, uh, uh, stuff filed against him. They were fake sexual harassment claims, right? So he himself has been the victim of false claims with no evidence. And he sat there and threatened to sue everybody involved in all the other stuff, how absurd this was. It was fake from start to finish, etc. He went nuts in December when he was falsely accused. Sort of like Jeff Kavanaugh did at his hearing. So when we look at all of this stuff, there's different things. Let's look at Nexium, all right? Kristen Gillibrand, all right, uh, you know, sex slave called Nexium, okay? Her family's involved with Nexium, all right, a sex slave skull. Now, these people actually brand themselves like cattle, all right? Uh, of course, the guy in charge of all of that has now been arrested, Keith Rainier, okay? Uh, but all these things are going on, okay? We'll look at Cory Booker, who admitted 
that he groped and everything else a drunk friend. All right. Nobody cared about that. All right. These are Democrats we're talking about. Nobody cared about that. All right. Bernie Sanders writes a paper about a rape fantasy, about how women fantasize being raped by three men at the same time. That's not a big issue today, is it? Right. You look at all these different things going on. Do, do all of these things justify? Uh, I mean, wh- why are you bringing those up? This is it. This is here's why I'm bringing those up. Here's why I'm bringing no, those this, up. This is, well, first no, of there all, a reason let's to go back up. to the to the Chuck Schumer thing. That was a parody okay. website called America's Last Line of Defense in December of 2017. That was not the ran, only place that ran, it was there. That that's the you're talk, oh, you're talking about the false line. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, so that he had, that he had impregnated a 16-year-old girl. Then it got expanded to it was his uh, friend of his daughter, and he raped her, and all this other stuff. And it was Actually, completely made up as as a satire. And for you to even bring it up Actually, shows that you have stories. no respect. You have no respect for the truth at all. Fact and, and the, the fact, idea, the fact, the idea the that you can bring up stuff no. about Cory Booker and and all these other people that somehow or another that makes what what Kavanaugh did well, actually, uh, acceptable is is ludicrous. That's not logic at all. Well, maybe maybe you need to do your research. Maybe you need to do your research. Those I are actually did. two separate things. No, didn't. Those are actually two separate things. The one that was last December, there was a draft legal document that was put up by the last line of defense, right? They put it up, okay? And the woman who supposedly was his accuser, all right, said that she asked police not to investigate that the charges are false. Okay? But what I'm saying is, this was the brought up as a false written, allegation. The story was written on YouTube, picked up on YouTube by a woman named Lori Hendry, a, and the 16 a Twitter is a personality. Case. I'm telling okay. you that, that, okay. that this has all been... Okay. An attempt, a, so why do I bring it up? So why do I bring it up? You can make up anything no. you want, but what I'm no, saying there's not is making up anything. That, there's not making that, up anything. That, does, that doesn't <laughs> that doesn't support your argument that Kavanaugh no, actually is it innocent. Does. Actually, it does because there was no there was no supporting evidence with any of that crap. There were false and fake allegations, regardless of who put them up. No, there was I'm not no, even going to argue over making, the source. Really? No How about Ted Kennedy? Were those false? Ted Kennedy, no were those fake? fake? Were those false? Was Ted Kennedy fake? Once again, it doesn't In, in the Kavanaugh case, you right. had a victim raise her hand and swear anything. to tell the truth and testify to cross-examination. That's enough evidence to put somebody in the electric chair. And, and she that said is. that she didn't know anything. And she said that she didn't know anything. About Chuck, about sorry, Chuck Grassley. She said she didn't know anything about Chuck Grassley. I'm not going to relitigate this case yet. Just hang with me a second. She said she didn't know anything about Chuck Grassley offering to come to California to get her testimony. And then well, her attorneys immediately jumped up. Well, her lawyer. Well, no, but her lawyers say that they did. That's what they said Saturday. That she just spoke out of turn. She didn't remember. But her lawyers well, tried to say they did. Trying to cover their ass. I get how lawyers maybe are. They didn't, maybe I know. they didn't. What does, what does, that, does, that, does that have anything to do with whether or not that Kavanaugh not, tried to rape her? Does that have anything to do with being truthful when you're under oath? Absolutely it does. Well, Absolutely it once does. Again, so let's, once so let's, again, real quick, no, the, go ahead, Ed. You know what? Have, like I say, have the investigation, <laughs> follow through with it, investigate it as long as you want. He's on the bench. we got a full Supreme Court. Whatever. If he's found to be guilty, Absolutely. If he's not, then, then you know, and and it, and it and the fact that Cory Booker did something, or Ted Kennedy did something, or Bill Clinton did something, has nothing to do with the price of peaches in Georgia this week, nor does it have anything to do with Kavanaugh. It has absolutely nothing, and that's that's once again, that's just that's just wonderful. This just totally dysfunctional culture we've got. The what about well, is the point culture. is it's like oh yeah, well Bill Clinton was a swell. Well, that's the thing. Uh, The point of all of this, the point of all of that is to prove, the the only point I'm trying to prove here is, okay, we have instances of fake stuff like Chuck Schumer. We also have instances of real stuff like Ted Kennedy, Bill Clinton, and, and a current one. A current one. All right. Let's talk about Karen Monahan. 
Do you know who Karen Monahan is? She is the one who actually put out medical information and everything else, naming Keith Ellison as, as a violent sexual assaulter. And that's yes, been swept that's under right. the rug. It, it, but here's the head. thing. Here's it the thing. The point is. It needs to be addressed completely separately. It has nothing. You know, <laughs> exactly. That's the whole the point. It sees it but the whole point is. This. Well, Keith Ellison beat the whole point is. So what? Deal with Keith Ellison. two separate rules. That's the point. There's two separate rules here. That's the problem I've got. I don't mind any of this stuff being investigated. Chuck Schumer, the person who was named as his accuser, said it didn't happen. That was the end of that. No problem with that. But he's been a victim of a false claim, right? I don't care where it was written at. He was a victim of a false claim. And he's sitting out here screaming this stuff. The 16-year-old was a separate incident. All right? So those are two separate incidents he's been accused of. Okay? So, I mean, what I'm getting at here is, is it's a simple point that we can't have the hypocrisy. We can't have the double standard. If we're going to go ahead and go after one because he's a Republican, then we've got to go after the other, even if they're a Democrat. We have to be consistent here. And I don't think that we are. We are out of time. It is time for closing arguments. We're closing, as always, with me and Mr. Martin. I appreciate the phone calls, folks. Thank you so much for definitely keeping it lively. That's for sure. Paul Mayo, Adam, thank you very, very much. Mr. Martin, final thoughts? Well, you know, the, what a quick thing about this, the great thing about this is that we can laugh after it, after it's done, and everybody still stays friends, so that's good. But, you know, I'm going to harp on what I've been talking about. And this is one of the things the media is very good at with us. They keep us distracted. You know, and, it, and it's like, uh, I love movie quotes. I'm thinking of Jack Palance in uh, City Slickers, when he looks at Billy Crystal and says, one thing, just one thing. We need to learn to do that as a people. You know, because you, you see the Republicans and the Democrats, when something comes up, we don't focus on that one thing that, that we need to focus on. We focus on all the other crap, you know, whether they call it whataboutism, relativism, whatever. We, oh, well, they did it. Well, he did it. Well, goddamn, let's just open the Clinton investigation back up and all this other stuff. It's like, no, people, life is confusing enough. When, when Kavanaugh is up for the Supreme Court, we need to focus on one thing. One thing. Is he, is he worthy? When something comes up, focus on one thing. What that thing is, what that problem is, and address it. Because the media and the opposition, whichever side you're on, Republican, Democrat, they want to get you playing this whataboutism and stuff, and we get all distracted, and everybody wastes their energy, and they get aggravated at each other, and nothing gets solved, nothing gets discovered, because, because we're playing these games. So if, if, I'd say, if I were to say one thing to a point where we focus on one thing, like tonight, good show. We focused on one thing, the Kavanaugh hearing. We didn't bounce around too much. Did a little whataboutism. That's... People need to not and make a, make it a point not to get distracted. The media loves to distract it. The entertainment industry likes to distract it. The sports sports entertainment like to distract it. The politicians want to keep you distracted because if you're distracted, you're not paying attention to what they're doing screwing the country up. So let's start focusing on the important things. If you have to whittle it down to the one thing, then do it. Well, okay, I can go with that. But here's the thing for me, folks. I mean, really, truthfully, you know, I, I think I see a double standard here. I think it's a common theme. And in this particular case, we saw the double standard move over in the mainstream. I mean, we really, really did. And that's the disturbing part of all of it. You know, we cannot have the double standard. If our, if our Supreme Court is supposed to be above the partisan fray when it comes to real stuff like this, I think our Senate should as well. Now, I'm not saying whether Brett Kavanaugh was the best choice or not. But the one thing I'm very happy about, see, it was easy for Dianne Feinstein, Chuck Schumer, and the Democrats who sit here and play this game. They are notorious for playing this game to bully the Republicans, even when they're in power, and the Republicans back off. They fully expected it not to go to this point. I firmly believe that. They expected Brett Kavanaugh to back out, or they expected President Trump to withdraw him. It's the first time that I can recall Seeing that the Republicans actually stand up and say, hey, you know what? We're not going to be bullied anymore. 
I personally think that's good for the country. It's the first time I've seen any semblance of an opposition party in any way, shape, or form in many, many years. Now, here's the problem with that. The problem with that is it was easy to do this. It was easy for the Republicans to do this at this point in time. Because the midterms are coming up in November, they aren't sure they're going to be able to keep the dag on Senate. So it was easy for them to make this stand to get control of the court. It was a huge issue, something President Trump had promised he was going to do, something the Republicans had to have, and they believe that they just accomplished that goal. We're not sure what the fallout's going to be until the elections next month. But this much I'm sure of. If the Republicans don't follow through, if they do not follow through after this, with an immediate investigation to all the events surrounding this parade of idiocy, if you will, then they're, then they're going to prove once again that they can be bullied and backed up. They got Kavanaugh on the bench. We're breathing a sigh of relief. Let's let this go. Let's get complacent. Let's let the Democrats do what they do. I think the majority of Republicans believe that this particular issue sealed the Republicans keeping control of the Senate and the House. I don't buy it. They have got to order an immediate investigation to prove that they finally found their balls, for a lack of a better word. If not, then all they did was the same thing they always do. They played showmanship and gamesmanship, and, and, and they helped ruin two lives. And I do believe the Republicans helped ruin two lives here. This isn't just the Democrats. The Democrats created this. But the Republicans aided and abetted by continuing to allow Debbie Katz to sit there and scream and holler and whine and cry and make all these demands that she was not otherwise entitled to to drag this on for an extra two weeks for nothing. The reality is Brett Kavanaugh, prior to this, had already been cleared six different times through the FBI. Not all Republicans, folks. There were some Democrats who had the FBI investigation while he was there as well. He has been cleared six times. This was the seventh. At no point in time ever has this ever came up until after the confirmation hearings were over and it was apparent that he was going to be voted on within a couple of days. This was political theater through and through. You may not like Christine Ford or Brett Kavanaugh either way, but they were both used to an extent. Now, I don't know if Dr. Ford has ever had any sexual assaults or anything else. There are reports out there that she admits to having 54 partners and a drinking problem between high school and college. Now, I don't know about you, but you figure your senior year of high school and four years of college, that's about 60 months. You had 54 different sex partners in a five-year period. That's almost one a month. How often do you change your sex partners? I think that's disgusting myself. She's an alcoholic. Drinking made it easy. Okay. All right. I don't know if she was ever sex sexually assaulted, abused, raped, or anything else in her life. I have no way to know that. But an FBI investigation would sure help us find out. And if these are fake charges, then she should go to jail. It's that simple. If Brett Kavanaugh has proven to be guilty in any of this, then he should go to jail as well. I've got no skin in that game. I just want the truth. And Republicans have to have the balls to follow up on this. And if they don't, they better not be too complacent and think they had this wrapped up in November. History says they don't. And I still believe a little bit of history is going to repeat itself this year. That's it for tonight, folks. That's all we got. We'll see you next Monday, same time, same channel, 7 o'clock right here. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great week. Take care. God bless. I know that you're afraid. You're afraid of us. You're afraid of change. I don't know the future. I didn't come here to tell you how this is going to end. I came here to tell you how it's going to begin. I'm going to hang up this phone, and then I'm going to show these people what you don't want them to see. I'm going to show them a world without you. <laughs>